Sounds may be perceived as color, or color as odor. I, I knew that the boys smoked pot, and they, they equally knew that I disapproved. Yes, I was free above the planet Earth, so it was rotating majestically below me. New Year in Australia. Right, uh, right now in the studio, we're delighted to be joined by Pollen Trio, and uh, who are in uh, in town ahead of an appearance uh, tomorrow night at the Now Now Festival. Uh, that's Austin uh, Bucket on piano, uh, Evan Dorian on drums, and Chris Pound on bass. Now, Chris isn't joining us in the studio tonight, so we have something of a Pollen duo set up for you. Um, but uh, nonetheless, looking forward to uh, hearing this live set from them. Going to be playing for us uh, for a little while tonight, so uh, sit back and relax. And enjoy this uh, live in-studio session from Paul and Trio on New Weird Australia. We'll be having a chat with the guys after the set.
You've been listening to Paul and Trio live in the New Weird Australia studio. We'll be having a chat with them very soon, but uh, to get us there, here's something from uh, people who keep the show running. You're listening to FBI 94.5. Celebrate summer with friends and lovers at Ben and Jerry's Bondi Open Air Cinema. Relax under the stars with gourmet food, live music and a host of new release films, retro classics, premieres, docos and more. Plus, win tickets to FBI screening of Melancholia on February 16th just by heading to the Presents page at fbiradio.com. January 29 to March 4 at the Dolphin Lawn next to Bondi Pavilion. For the program, visit bondiopenair.com.au. FBI sponsor. This Friday at FBI Social, catch a very sweet-sounding double bill. Northern Lights winner Rainbow Chan share the headline slot, each launching a new single with Moon Holiday supporting. Tickets are $10 on the door. Get all the details at fbisocial.com.
were listening to Pollen Trio on New World Australia and uh, a track there called Pale Burst that uh, you can find as a free download on New World Australia, The Sound of Young Canberra. It also comes from uh, their first release, 230509. And uh, joined in the studio right now by uh, two-thirds of uh, Pollen Trio, we have uh, Austin Bucket and Evan Dorian in the studio. How are you going? Hi, good. Very good, thanks. thanks. Excellent. Thanks very much for uh, the live set that uh, you just uh, played for us then. As uh, Pleasure. As the yeah. Pollen Duo. Yes, Pollen Duo. Mm. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Thanks for having us. When was the last time you played as a as a duo as opposed to a trio? Well, we had a gig in Sydney where we had to play as a duo, right? Because at the time Miroslav was otherwise engaged somewhere. Can't remember where. Yeah, and we and someone yelled out in the audience, "Play a melody." Yeah, we, <laughs> which is really awkward. We apparently we weren't playing any melodies, so yeah. so we had a heckler just shouting, shouting. And then I spent ten minutes explaining our concept to them and. Right. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> play some cover versions, play some Britney. <laughs> Let's rewind then a little bit. Um, you guys uh, met while uh, uh, studying in Canberra uh, some, some time ago, both originally uh, from Sydney or from the, the Sydney region, as it were. Um, how did you guys find each other? How did you bump into and, and uh, why did you decide to make this, well, I thought this you were, style of music? I thought you were a really cool older guy because cause Evan was sort of a few years above me at, at right. uni. Two, so only two. Only two oh yeah, two. He's not that old. That's pretty old though. But um, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I knew you were playing with like Adrian from my my sort of like favorite band Triosk at the time, and I don't know. It was sort of a weird. Me and Chris at the time were just in first year, and we sort of like idolized Evan in this weird oh, way. Did you? Yeah, oh my god! In this really nerdy kind of way. <laughs> I didn't know but that. Then, then we realized that Evan was more of a nerd than us, so it was. That was, was right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's all a popularity contest. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so, were you and Chris kind of uh, making music uh, before you sort of uh, got together with Evan? Was this uh, or was this quite early on in your kind of music creation? Um, what was the question again? Sorry, were, I just were, were you and Chris making music together? Oh, before you yeah, kind of... we were sort of just playing a lot of jazz gigs, really, at the right. at the time. Yeah, just just around Canberra and. Um, but nothing, nothing really as serious as, as what we got into when we met Ev and just started writing stuff and developing. So, things. were you studying jazz originally? I mean, how, how did you get into jazz when you were? Uh, was oh. that something your 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 family were into as well? I mean, how did you find your way to that? Not really. Yeah, um, I come from a fairly unmusical family, except my grandma. But um, I guess uh, how did I? I guess I heard that Headhunters album, that Herbie Hancock album, Headhunters. Right. Yeah, okay. and I just yeah. really wanted awesome. a Fender Rhodes and <laughs> called up this guy and then started playing more acoustic piano and yeah, right. I think that's how I got into jazz, Herbie. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, because um, you know Herbie Hancock is who um, also I guess had a sort of has been known for also doing I guess some uh, he had a sort of pop pop hit as it were yeah. playing some electro in the 80s you know yeah, so um, totally right. but of course has a massive as a, as a jazz artist has a massive jazz career stretching back decades oh, yeah. so yeah, uh, totally. yeah all right so you were into Herbie Hancock yeah <laughs> and you wanted to be you know a camera's answer well, only just I sort of went from like, like <laughs> Slayer Slayer to Herbie Hancock and then to, to I that, that I want to hear I want to hear that fusion that would be amazing yeah, if they did a collaboration yeah. album <laughs> and what were you doing at the time, Evan? What what sort of um, you mentioned there? You're playing with um, Adrian Klump. So how did you get? Oh to, well, yeah. To to that point, were you also kind of uh, born and had a raised with an interest in jazz, or how did you? What was your sort of musical? No, interest? look, I mean, I think when I first started being involved with music, I was really just interested in drums, right? More than music itself at the time, and then obviously eventually that changed. Um, but I used to listen to to basically metal and uh, Dave Weckl, Dave Weckl, yeah. <laughs> a lot of Dave Weckl band, and um, he, he's this cheesy drummer. I don't know if you know him. No, but anyway, it's a, it's just amazing how many artists we get on this show. You know, who are playing the most amazing experimental music, all of whom love metal. Yeah, you know, but that that that's, <laughs> that where, they, the that's where they got their start. Yeah. They got their grounding in metal. I was obsessed with Sepultura actually oh, when, right. I, yeah. when I was uh, maybe I don't know. You still listen to any? Because I mean, there's some amazing. Meshuggah's still like Meshuggah, definitely. Yeah, definitely listen to Meshuggah, but um, definitely not as much anymore. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, I mean, getting into jazz, at least for me at first, was about um, was probably a drum thing. You know, Mm. Uh, 
it's this sort of gets hyped up like you know jazz is the is the way to learn how to play drums well mm. and back then that's what i wanted to do i think so mm. and then i started listening to i sort of listened to miles first really miles all this sort yeah. of 50s yeah. 50s stuff mm. he did these albums cooking with the miles davis quintet walking mm. with the relaxing. miles davis mm. relaxing steaming i think was one <laughs> <laughs> and the drummer on that philly joe Jones and uh, just listening to that sort of music. That, That's how I got into it, that really. Big epic, uh, bitches brew kind of. Oh yeah, exactly. And then far out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And just sort of it evolved from there, I guess. Right. Okay. But um, I think just getting introduced to improvising was probably the most important thing, rather than other than just sort of beyond just jazz. Mm. You know, getting into jazz. I think it was more about getting into improvising that mm. was important for me. Because the stuff that you're playing that we listen to here, um, I mean, and, and you mentioned Austin Ellie kind of started playing jazz gigs, but the stuff you're playing now, you know, which is mm. obviously in, entirely uh, improvised um, and quite at that kind of experimental end. Um, got, how do the people that you maybe you're originally playing with who are kind of more into that jazz thing, how do people who are into jazz um, uh, uh, think uh, what do they think of this other stuff you're you're making? Do they are they are they for it? Does it does it is it antithesis to them? I mean, how does how does what you're doing sit yeah. within that jazz lineage? I it's guess an interesting question. Yeah, it, where I we think, actually sit. Yeah, I think yeah. it depends what what else they listen to. Mm-hmm. If they only listen to like. Um, you know, is it generally Parker. accepted though? I mean, within the sort of jazz community, if you like, that the sort of stuff you play—not just you guys, but but other artists who do a kind of similar, more kind of experimental stuff—I mean, do they? Is it generally kind of accepted, or do people regard it as being just too kind of strange? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know if it's accepted as such. Mm. You know, I think that there are there are, as I say, I think there are just characters anywhere really who mm. perhaps are just listening to some different sort of stuff, mm. but. But say the environment that we were in when we first met, mm. you know, at the at the school, was all about just bebop, really, and right. um, yeah, and a certain type type of technical playing in some ways. So were you kind of a bit like the sort of outsiders who wanted to kind of you know be a bit weird? And we were yeah. eventually. I, it I sort mean, of became. I don't know if we were intentionally doing it, but we sort of because we were like friends and we all listened to like you know all grew up listening to Rage Against the Machine and all the same music. So we just sort of ended up like realizing we we're all sitting together in concert practice which is where everyone sort of practices mm, right. their uh, kind of like recitals and things and we were just like oh god we're sitting as a trio again and it's like moving around as this corner unit but what i like about it is that like sometimes people hear our music and hear completely different things that's the sort of thing that excites me like i showed some friends from new york and they're like oh this peaks record that sort of we got richie to do a bit more of a hip-hop kind of production but it doesn't really sound to me like hip-hop at all but like these friends from new york were like oh wow it sounds like hip-hop so i don't know it's sort of not sure how it sits with anyone really but yeah i know sometimes it feels like we sit in some sort of strange crack on our own mm. in a lonely world but that's good but that's okay yeah. i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and interesting because uh, chris who was the kind of founder member uh, of the band who who kind of uh, went overseas and uh, the last recording uh, the last album uh, roll slow has a uh, miroslav on on trumpet which gives it i guess a different sound because chris plays bass right yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. and i guess having the horn on there in some respects has that more of a kind of little jazz or more obvious kind exactly. of jazz yeah uh, jazz notes to I it. like to hear it like for me to for, for it to sit well with me I like to sort of think of it as this weird kind of um historically referential sort of thing as mm. opposed to like a jazz thing what what makes it work for me is just imagining it to be like a little cut up kind of dealer-esque yeah, yeah. kind of thing coming <laughs> in and out or just like some yeah, sort of you know like yeah. I think that's how it sits well with me without being too idiomatic but i'm not i'm yeah, not yeah. sure yeah um and part of that i mean uh, and part of that kind of uh respect to tradition if you like comes from the actual instruments you're playing talk about what you're actually what you're actually playing tonight in the studio um your the actual instrument you're playing because it's a beautiful beautiful piece uh there that you have oh oh do you mean the the yeah, roads yeah, yeah. yeah um talk about it yeah uh, yeah i mean well, that's, that's, i guess that's, i mean it looks like you've had that yeah for a while, i've had it for yonks and it's I don't know. It's like really heavy. Like people think I'm lifting a piano to gigs. Like, yeah. um, and often like I don't know. Like Karsha will play like house shows, and people will be spilling beer all over it. And so it's just it's seen seen a lot of rough times. But mm. yeah, I don't know. It it does the job. And I kind of see its natural sound isn't great mm. at the, at the moment. So I sort of see the pedals as this weird drug that I just feeding it as if it's this person I'm giving these drugs and it actually functions okay on these pedals but yeah yeah I'll, I'll no it's a, it's a really nice instrument. and something you've had yeah. for a while you've had you've had that for a long time or? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how long I've had it now, but not not ages, but I've had it for a good while. Yeah. Now you mentioned just there uh, in 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 passing in that little sentence, uh, Kasha, and uh, for those that don't know, you are one quarter of uh, Canberra's Kasha. Yeah. You know who um, get a lot of love in FBI and also on the show. Very very different sound. Again, obviously, I mean that's yeah. more of a. I'm hesitant to say traditional, but it's your uh, you know guitar, drum, keyboard yep. sort of sort of setup. Um, what uh, what sort of led you to Kasha? Because that's quite a different sound altogether. Um, well, I guess it sort of started from us all living on campus. I, it's kind of crazy, like everything sort of has been born from uni in this weird way. But um, yeah, I guess we just sort of got together and drunk wine, and you know basically jammed really bad riffs that we would just make up and then eventually we thought oh maybe we'll play a gig and then Mm. somehow morphed into being slightly more serious and then yeah currently it's fairly inactive like we just finished a record um and it's just in the post-production kind of phase so so we won't be doing too much for a while but yeah that should be out sort of early Next year, probably. Yeah, ah, quite right, a while. Okay, that yeah. far away. Yeah. And you'll sort of reconvene and do some live shows around that release. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Cash yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Evan, I'm going to talk to you about Spartak in just a second, but sure. um, let's hear a track uh, from Roll Slow, um, the most recent album from Paul and Trio that you can get on Hollow Square Recordings. The track we're going to hear now um, is called Sleep. I know it's not. That's the set of the CD player. It was asleep. So the track we're going to hear now. <laughs> the track, oh, bloody hell. The track we're going to hear now is called Passage. Thank <laughs> you. 
you have to make your records so abrupt? <laughs> <laughs> Do it on purpose to thwart. Yeah. All right. You're listening to Paul and uh, Trio there from uh, their most recent album called Roll Slow on Hello Square Recordings on uh, FBI with New Word Australia. And uh, uh, um, uh, Paul and uh, Trio, or rather Austin and Evan from Paul and Trio are, are with us now in the in the studio. Um, uh, Evan, uh, before we get on to uh, tomorrow night's gig, um, you've you've been in New Year's Studio Studio before because you're one part of uh, Spartak. Indeed. Uh, for the for the people who who um, who maybe don't know Spartak, tell us a little bit about about that um, little relationship. Sure. Well, uh, Spartak is duo between me and Shel Barman, who uh, also runs the Hello Square label, which is uh, which is what Roll Slow is out on. <laughs> in fact, um, what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've been mates for, for yeah, many, no, many no. years and made made a fair bit of music together. Yeah. Um, but in fact, our most recent thing is, of course, out on New Weird Australia, mm. New Editions, mm. Nippon, which is like a live in Japan record. Yeah. Um, now, also, you uh, performed for us uh, at the New Weird Australia um, live show uh, midway through last year as Savages. That's right. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Uh, where's where's that at? So where's that, that at? That's that was a, great a sort question. of like a yeah. semi kind of pop variant, almost in some respects, of Spartak. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like Savages has come out of Spartak as this sort of need, it seems, for Chauvin and I to just make some music that's perhaps a little bit more based on songs. Um, so it still has a, definitely, I guess, an experimental edge. Um, but it began because when I was in London. Sherb and I was sort of still trying to make music together and so we would send things mm. back and forth mm. um, you know just on Dropbox or something like that and we just sort of ended up having a few songs putting a few songs together and then once I came back from London we put together Savages and then obviously we did a few gigs and things mm. like that but we um, at the moment we're just sort of holding up and writing stuff so it is it, stuff is happening with Savages right. yeah. but it's in a, a what I would call a writing phase <laughs> pre-hiatus oh, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah well so, I mean I, I thought it was a really interesting project you know because um, your love of that kind of pop structure really kind of mm. showing through on the live stuff so I'm really interested to hear um, how that develops now uh, you are um, uh, in town um, ahead of a performance tomorrow night uh, for the Now Now Festival, yep. um, which um, I have often described as a festival of improvised music, but I see now that this year um, the definition has extended to exploratory, spontaneous, experimental, improvised, outsider, and other musics. Yeah. It's covering a lot of bases. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you're playing the Red Rattler uh, tomorrow night as part of the Now Now Festival. The Now Now Festival has been on all this week and it continues through Friday through to Sunday. Sunday um, with an amazing uh, bunch of shows. If you like what mm. you hear tonight, um, then get down there. It's one of these things where you'll pay uh, for your sort of day ticket, if you like, and you'll end up hearing a whole bunch of acts that night, um, a lot of which are, in some cases, just coming together for the festival because essentially it's improvised, right? Yeah. Um, so you'll be play playing as a, a trio tomorrow. It's at 6.30. Um, Austin, you're also playing on Sunday. Tell us a little bit about that yeah. show that you're doing for, for now now. Um, well... I'm not entirely sure. I think it's just sort of, yeah, like you say, a sort of improvised mm. collective, really, um, with, I think, a drummer from New Zealand. Um, actually, a bunch of people I've never played with before, so it should be oh, fun. Be just good. a yeah. very spontaneous yeah. meeting. Yeah, looking forward to it. So when you, um, when you guys get together to play... Um, are you coming in with anything in, in particular in mind? I mean, mm. are there particular sequences or parts or so on that you sort of bring to it? I mean, how yeah. how completely one hundred? I don't wish to bust your bubble, sorry, but, <laughs> no. but you know what I mean. I mean, are you yeah. sometimes are you, are you, do, are you coming yeah. to it cold or are you actually coming to it with some sort of sense of parts in mind? Well, we've sort of fluctuated over the last year between, I guess, composed sort of frameworks that are quite loose and just yeah making it up improvising mm. um with i guess kind of different ideas we've talked about and practiced but yeah um it's sort of stemming towards frameworks but because this next gig is with chris you know and we haven't played with him for a while we're going to be exploring yeah some much more um i guess much 
more vague concepts in terms of <laughs> vague. Yeah, yeah, loose, yeah, loose, 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 loose. Yeah, not loose, vague. Loose. Yeah, raw. Maybe. Some, yeah. So it'll be, uh, <laughs> it'll be as clear as we exploratory, can be. spontaneous, experimental, yeah. improvised, and vague. Yeah, that's and vague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. That's one they left out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But roll, but roll slow. Like um, the record that we made with Miro. You know, what I mean, that's essentially just completely improvised mm. over a day in the studio. Yeah. Right. But then we sort of did the opposite, which is. You know, then edit it a bit and sort of yeah, chopped it up. Take good bits and yeah. get rid of bad bits. Yeah, and, which is know. very, which is a co- very common practice. Yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, a it's a good way to go for when you mm. are improvising freely because mm. obviously Definitely. you can show your strengths. Yeah. Enhance um, certain bits. I mean, around the time we were doing the post production, um, especially for me, I was listening to a lot of, um, I guess, Chris Abraham's stuff on Room Forty. Mm. Uh, he's got these two records and that, that um, last one was sensational great album amazing oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and Marina Rosenfeld a lot of that very post-produced Room 40 stuff but also a lot of kind of I guess more alternative hip-hop like mm. I guess the classic dealer kind of stuff but also lots of other kind of things here and there so I guess yeah lots of cutting and pasting and, mm. and enhancing certain bits and pieces but um it's good because it gives you almost yeah. that kind of two comes at it from two different angles. You've got the three of you playing together on that kind of organic live sense and and what, yeah. what that headspace gives to that performance. Mm. But then laterally, you can take your kind of production headspace, yep. and as you say, apply those yep. other sort of techniques to it. So you've got two, you know, two bites of the cherry. Yeah, well. I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah this it's a great album. Yeah, kind it's a great of space thing. to be. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the no no dot net the no no net is where you'll find info about tomorrow's show it is at the red rattler but you it's an early show 6 30 uh for you guys so if you intend to get down make sure you get down sharpish you can go for your post friday work beer uh, at the Red Rattler um, there you are um, and uh, as I say Austin also playing on Sunday again a 6.30 show I should also give a shout out to a show they're doing on Saturday which is at Jarvie Park in Malakoff Street in Marrickville um, it starts at 3.30 but at 4 o'clock the Mighty Splinter Orchestra which is a collection of uh, at least 40 or more artists um, who all come together and play an improvised set and this is going to be in Jarvie Park in Marrickville at 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon a free show um, and so that'll be definitely worth uh, getting down to uh, all ages of course and uh, so uh, you can take everyone that uh, is uh, under the age of 18 obviously um, rambling now so I'm going to say uh, <laughs> thank you very much to Evan and Austin for coming in tonight and pleasure thanks, thanks yeah, for having thanks. us thanks. Uh, good luck with the show tomorrow night we're going to hear another track from Roll Slow now this is called Erupt Off
taken from their album Roll Slow. That's Paul and Trio. You can get that on Hello Square Recordings, uh, Hello Square Recordings.com. And thanks very much to Paul and Trio for coming in and uh, having a chat with us and playing live in the studio tonight. Don't forget the nownow.net is where you can find more information about tomorrow night's show. Weird. They didn't want to tell anyone yet, because this object was too weird to be believed. It was in the wrong place. No. Weird. Australia.